0: Hello and welcome to this midweek edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. If this is your first time finding the program, we celebrate all the great accomplishments of the area youth in high school athletics every single Wednesday and Saturday. I appreciate you finding the program. Best way never to miss a show is to uh, subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Today on the show, we're going to check in with Beaverdam High School boys and girls cross-country coach P.J. Sen. Preview the Division I state meet coming up this weekend. Beaverdam has a couple of runners that are racing for a medal, including Gavin Zarnecki, a senior on the boys' side, and Mackenzie Gritzmacher, a freshman on the girls' side. Then we head over to Waterloo High School where Christy Mosher's uh, Waterloo Pirates are in the WIAA section. For Division Three, They will host Marcusan on Thursday night. We're gonna check in first with PJ Sen, the boys and girls cross-country coach at Beaverdam High School. And that's coming up next on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.
1: Being a teenager is tough.
0: There's the constant pressure to be liked, endless worrying about college, cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question,
1: being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! (laughs) Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all.
2: High school sports are fun. Not just fun,
0: they're a lot of fun.
2: encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or
1: activity when they go to high school they'll stress less and smile more and they'll be laying the foundation for a happier healthier future
2: this message presented by the wisconsin interscholastic athletic association and the wisconsin athletic directors association
0: the Beaver Dam High School cross country team has a boy and a girl qualifying for this weekend's Division One state tournament down in Heartland, and we're going to bring in cross country coach PJ Sen. Coach, what's a week like as, as you get a couple of athletes uh, ready to uh, run in a state meet? Yeah, it's awesome. The week, you know, these these are kind of my
3: favorite types of weeks. I mean, we kind of get to focus in on the specifics and do a little bit of fine tuning before we go into the state meet here, and um, be really good to kind of see if we, what we've got left in the tank and what we're able to do. I mean, end of the season, you know, volume's very low, intensity is very low in practice right now, and we're just trying to, you know, put down a really good time to finish off the season for these two.
0: You get late in the year in Wisconsin as typical temperatures change from when you get out in, you know, for the first practice of the year. How does cross country change when the temperature's 30 degrees and flurries as opposed to uh, 65, maybe 70 or 80 if you're starting in the normal uh, August weather?
3: it goes from kind of exciting to super exciting you know you got some of the best athletes in the the entire state well the best athletes in the entire state coming to one meet and you know times don't really matter at that point it's just kind of how you can finish out the year and how you can finish up i mean you can get a great time with some great weather and a great course great and if you can finish well it's great either way it's it's all around fun and it's um, you know you just go at it and attack it how you can uh, a little bit colder you know makes it tougher to stay warm coming out of the warm ups and everything like that but athletes that are prepared should have no problem and I think we're going to be those athletes.
0: Coach were you were you a guy when you ran uh, late in the year whether it be you know high school or college were you a guy with the shorts in the in the, in the tank top uh, and, and nothing underneath even when the temperatures were, were in the 30s? No
3: I was not that guy at all I uh, even with deer hunt right now I'm glad. The most recent thing I'm looking at is getting uh, one of those electric vests that heats up. I was the guy that was over prepared and had like a duffel bag and a backpack with clothes just in case it rained or it was cold. I I, I do not like the cold or nothing like that, but I, I always try to be as prepared as possible. So no, I was, I was definitely not that guy.
0: Coach, because of the coronavirus, the state cross country meets are split up. Uh, traditionally, it's been at Wisconsin Rapids, which is actually my hometown. So I've been to many uh, state cross country meets at the Ridges Golf Course, and that, that's a great—I uh, think that's a great venue for a state meet. But the Division One meet now moves to Heartland to Arrowhead is hosting. Just uh, what do you know about the course that you're going to be running this weekend? From what I've been
3: told, it's fast, and you know, I—I I know for sure, Gavin, he was asking me after they were kind of discussing where it was going to be within arrowhead got brought up he's you know he he's very excited for that course so he's ran there before and uh, i think it works out really well for his senior year to get up to run on a little different course that that he enjoys running on so he's excited for that um as for myself and Mackenzie, uh, mckenzie never running on there knowing the course really you know we're gonna get there show up and see if we can't figure it out and where it's at and get a good idea of what we want to do with our strategy there and, and then go after it, you know, I and mean, there's no hesitation at the statement. You, it's all or nothing at that point.
0: Even during the regular season, what kind of recon do you do if, you, if you're heading to a, a, a cross-country meet at a course maybe you're not familiar with, or you've never run on it before? Do you do a lot of recon or do you just show up and do it all once you get there?
3: Usually the coaches are pretty good about sending out a course map before, um, so we I always make sure that, you know, we print out an itinerary usually by Tuesday if it meets on Friday or Saturday. And then uh, we print off the the map for them so they can kind of get an idea. And then we try to make sure we know at least where the mile and two mile are. Um, so that way there's not too much of a surprise when we show up. And then uh, we usually get there an hour and a half, hour 45 early just so we can walk the course to make sure, you know, everybody knows where they're going because that's the last thing we want. Nobody to know where they're going. But, you know, we don't know what the kind of effect, the setup's going to be here for the state meet yet. And, you know, at, at subsectional, we got lucky because we ran forage, but we weren't allowed at the, on the course until an hour before. And we start our warm-ups at, at uh, 50 minutes out or 40 minutes out. So that doesn't leave a bunch of time to go through the whole 3.1 mile course. Um, so we're just kind of hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll get a map turned out and, Make sure we go through it with Mackenzie specifically, and make sure we go over it with Gavin if there's any changes or anything like that. So, uh, you know, just trying to make sure that that we are as prepared as possible going over those things, so there's no questioning or no hesitation when they're running on the course.
0: Coach, your two athletes going. We'll first start with Gavin Zarnacki, uh, who's won a lot of races this year. Um, just your your thoughts on Gavin and and what he's done this season, and uh, and expectations and what what he's feeling feeling like heading into Saturday.
3: You know, I think he's pretty comfortable. Uh, we, You know, I kind of mentioned before, uh, when I was talking to Dan Larson this weekend, even. Uh, you know, I, I got a little nervous at the end there, but because there, there's a little bit of a swarm on, on the sectional where a group was kind of hunting for him, you could tell they wanted to get to him. And I was just kind of worried on that last three, he might get trapped by him if they got ahead of him like they did. But he's able to get around, you know, and, you know, he knows what he's got to do. He's, he's a mature senior athlete that's just a great kid. And, you know, he's very strategic, and he knows what he needs to do in order to put down the times that he wants to do. So I, I, I'm really excited to see how he does this weekend. I think he's got a lot of gas left in the tank of what he can do, and I think he's really going to come out and try to perform to the best of his ability for his senior year at the state meet coming up on Saturday.
0: Now the state meet and, and the sectionals, those have been run in waves as well, Coach, kind of like you saw during the regular season, or is, it, is it, how, how do they decide who starts where and when?
3: Uh, we got the assignments with me and the sectional meets were just uh, single races. So there's one guy's race, and then one girl's race. And they, the way they were able to do that was by breaking them up into subsectionals and the sectional meets. So just one race on each, or I'm sorry, the subsectional was two races, and then it was uh, four of the teams ran earlier in the day, and then four of the teams ran later in the day with single waves for each gender. And then the sectional meet was just one way or one race per gender. So that's how it worked out for those. So and that's what it's looking like for the state meet it's gonna be
0: is just one way, um with that. So. Coach on the girls' side, uh, Mackenzie Gritzmacher also qualifies. Can you talk about Mackenzie and uh, and what she brings to the table and, and what you look for from her on Saturday?
3: Yeah, you know, we we <laughs> to be honest with you, our goal is to try to get the, get her under uh 20 minutes, and, you know, she's on track to do that. We were hoping maybe to do that at Portage, but it was, it was a little wetter than we were expecting. You know, it was, it was pretty soft. Uh, not that that's an excuse for nothing, but uh, she went down from, I mean, at subsectionals, her previous PR was a 2026 20, at Portage, and she still dropped down to 20-06, I think it was, uh, this past weekend. So, I mean, she, she's just improving left and right here, and it's been awesome to watch her. Um, you know, obviously... Uh, she she's wanting to be running with Kylie, you know. Kylie's out, but um, I think she's really excited to get an opportunity to go to the state meet, regardless, and you know get to run. And we're very proud of how she's been doing, especially as a freshman this year.
0: You know, Coach, Coach, you brought her up. Kylie Hackbarth, the subsectional champion, wasn't able to race this past weekend because of contact tracing, and you know, in the COVID world we live in. Just can you kind of talk about how the team handled that. It seemed like they they really rallied around her and ran for her this past weekend. Yeah,
3: they, it was awesome. I mean, it obviously wasn't an awesome loser, but um, the way the team reacted to it, you know, we gave them the news, I think it was on Thursday or Friday, and um, instead of getting discouraged or anything like that, they just they kind of had that aggravated um, wanting to fight look in their eyes. And we, were, we were getting ready for the practice session on uh, Friday and Thursday, and um, you know, they came out, and we we told them we said, you know, we got to run for Tyler. We have to run for each other. This meet, um, this meet's going to be for her and for our team because we've been working for however many weeks it's been now, and we're not, we're not going to throw that away just because we lost one of our our athletes. We want to go out there and fight for it and get as close as we can to, comp- to qualifying, if not qualifying, if we can. So.
0: And we we talked earlier in the year. The the, the girls a pretty tight knit group, isn't it? Isn't it this year for you?
3: Yeah, they are. They're very tight knit between each other.
0: With Socially and,
3: and with their times too. I mean, we, we've got some great, great gals coming out. I mean, great seniors that are showing some leadership and giving our, our rookies a little bit of understanding of what's going on and, you know, help guiding them on what they need to do. And um, the freshmen taking advantage of uh, this year and the opportunity that they had just to even run this season and coming out here and putting down some of these awesome times that we've got. You know, we got really lucky this year that we've got a bunch of girls that really wanted to work hard and train to, you know, get to where we've been. So it's great.
0: Well, Coach PJ San, good luck to you and your two runners competing down at state uh, this weekend, Gavin Zarnacki and Mackenzie Gritzmacher. Hopefully, they can. You know, I'm sure they will represent the Golden Beavers uh, strong. Uh, you know, in front of a statewide audience.
3: Oh, they absolutely will. We're very proud of them. And thanks, Wade. I appreciate the, the talk.
0: So,
1: I have a question for all you guys out there. Why is it that I see you hauling all kinds of stuff in your trucks? Lumber, ATVs, furniture, and everything is strapped down tight. Except you. I mean, come on fellas, you're just as important as your buddy's blue plaid sofa. Buckle up.
0: The Waterloo Girls Volleyball team is a regional champ, and they will host Mark Azan on Thursday in a sectional semifinal in Division Three. and we're going to bring in Pirates head coach uh, Christy Mosier right now. Coach, uh, are you happy with what you saw from your squad to, to work through the regional?
1: Yeah, we had a nice test from Johnson Creek. They, you know, they're a well, well-rounded club, and we knew coming in that they were going to, you know, give us their best shot, and I thought we rose to the occasion fairly well, and now we're focusing on sectionals.
0: Now, do you feel like your team is peaking at the right time, Coach? Are you still ascending, uh, getting better as, as you work your way through this tournament?
1: We're working in practice to adding a few more wrinkles to our offense and, you know, adding a couple things on defense to, depending on our matchup that we can call during, you know, during a point, if we see something, we're, you know, having a couple audibles on defense and things like that, that we just want to make more second nature that just happens, you know, with ease. And so we've been working on that in practice.
0: Do you feel like your team has been pretty consistent through the year? I mean, obviously your record, you've won a lot more than, than more matches than you've dropped, but do you feel like the consistency of your program has been pretty good in, in this most unique season?
1: Yeah, we've, you know, our schedule this year was actually tougher than, you know, some years past. Our losses, three of them, you know, we're in extra sets, and one one match we did get swept was 23-25, 27-29 to a highly-ranked Division One team. So I, I feel like we brought it, for the most part, every day. Sometimes you just, you know, sometimes a, a loss can be a good loss, if that makes sense. But you've given up some runs here and there during a set, but for the most part, we've been pretty consistent.
0: Coach, looking at your schedule, you have you had many cancellations slash shifting of matches this year with 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 uh, just obviously with different teams having to take breaks and such like that, or is your schedule been pretty set once once you got going?
1: It's been pretty set. We had a little um, two weeks in a row. We had an area team that had a quarantine um, that disrupted two weeks of scheduling, but the rest of that was on Saturdays, so and they were quads, and the rest of the teams that were in those quads still wanted to play so we just had to move the location and had a triangular instead so it's been actually pretty good.
0: As a coach in these times just talking to coaches you know from all different sports you kind of get nervous every time you check your email or or you get to have a message on your phone not knowing not knowing what tomorrow or even the next hour is gonna bring here in 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 these times with the coronavirus out there?
1: Oh absolutely we had our first we had one uh, girl that didn't in quarantine from a exposure to someone until November 4th. And, you know, she's pretty upset about it. And that's the closest case, you know, we've had to our team. And we found out about that right before our game on, we found about it on Friday before our game on Saturday. So that really hit home with the girls and to just try to reduce their risk as much as they can and that they fully know that, you know, to appreciate every day.
0: You know, it's one of those things too, you know, look at look at, you know, Randolph who a lot of people are looking forward to seeing a Randolph Waterloo and, you know, and they have you know, unfortunately, you know, it's something you really can't control sometimes and and you never know when your last practice or your last game may be.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think our whole team was looking forward to that matchup and we you know, we really feel horrible for them, especially their senior class. I, I know they do have a lot of underclassmen on that team and have a bright future, but for those seniors on that team that was quite extra unfortunate
0: coach coach what's what's your fan situation like at waterloo are 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 fans going to be able to come out and and watch the game on thursday night
1: we allow which six people but they have to be family members or live in the same household and from what i've seen six is actually a a larger number than a lot of other schools but we have a big capacity in our new gym uh we can sit up to 2200 so there's still you know whole sections that are empty. So so six is the number. The WIA um, is suggesting a four to five minimum, and then they'll allow more if, if your capacity holds it, but we just want to stay safe, and we're sticking with that number
0: of six. What has it been like this year? Have you? I'm assuming you've played in some gyms where there haven't been many fans in there. Has it been kind of strange playing with, with without the loud crowd behind you?
1: Absolutely. It's usually... You know, the band is going and the crowd and the student sections and you can hardly hear yourself talking. a time out. Now I just find myself, you know, the whole crowd can hear every word that you say, you know, (laughs) so it's so there's some good things you can, you know, the girls can communicate better and hear themselves and you can call in and out on a serve better. But for the most part, we would trade that a million times over to have that crowd noise back in those student
0: sections in there. Coach, what have you learned about Marcus your sectional semifinal opponent on Thursday?
1: You know, I, I looked them up on Max Preps. Their coach was unable to make the seeding meeting. Um, I don't know their situation. They only have five games listed on Max Preps. So I see the one common opponent in Marshall that we had. Um, they were swept by um, Marshall, and we've beaten Marshall three times. But that's a, a small sample. I don't know if if their lack of games is because they had some girls out or what. So I know their coach, um, Troy Miller is a, you know, a great coach. He's had some success with his teams over the years. And so we're coming in, you know, since they have, they're on a win streak with in the playoffs. So we're fully expecting them to have, we're fully expecting him to have them well-prepared to play us. And we're, we're just gearing up the best we can with the limited knowledge that we have of, their
0: team this year coach, coach christy mosher of waterloo high school good luck to the pirates in the sectionals thank
1: you wigs
2: high school sports are as american as apple pie and going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today but as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in wisconsin knows you can't have the stars without the stripes High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Wisconsin needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.
0: That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. We need to thank Christy Mosier, the head girls volleyball coach at Waterloo High School, for giving us some time. Also, PJ Sen, the boys and girls cross-country coach at Beaver Dam High School. Again, we ask you to subscribe to the program so you never miss an episode. We have shows every single Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. Do so at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Also, like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at SCWP. Prep Report. Coming up this weekend on Saturday morning, it's another high school football rewind for week six of the high school football season. We'll talk to all the area coaches who played games, find out what they thought about their team's performances. Until Saturday, my name is Wade Bates, and this has been the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.